Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Danielle, and you're listening to the Spooky Hour. I was going to do the boots and cats, and then I just, I was like, wait, I haven't done it in so long. What if it's weird? (laughs) It's never weird. We are weird. It's just. I mean, fair. They should know that by now. Absolutely. Hello, friends. Hey. Hi. Hello. What's up? What's new? What's happening? I've got nothing really to report this week. I'm on vacation starting tomorrow, so I'm in a good mood. I got nothing to bitch about. (laughs) I was going to say, you're like in vacation mode. Oh, yeah. I'm doing this weekend, too. Fuck all tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it, I'm, I'm very close to calling in sick because I, I did like the bulk of my work at the beginning of the week. So everything I have to do tomorrow is like, I don't really have to do it. I don't really feel like faking it for eight hours. So I don't know. Take half a day. I don't know. That being said, I only have so many days left. <laughs> Whatever. Sometimes you just need it. I need it. You need it. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to it. Um, but that's all I got. I'm going to vacay. That's it. I'm, I'm not going for you. on vacay. I'm not going. But it is a long weekend, so you'll get Monday off. Mm-hmm. Do you have plans? Are you doing anything? Um, Sleeping? <laughs> yeah, Stuart has River for the morning on Saturday, because I have River in the morning on Sunday, because he's going golfing, and that was our agreement. <laughs> oh, right. And uh, Yo, but- Carl's so funny. He came up to me, because uh, we're going like shopping, and we're doing running around and stuff over the weekend before we go away. And he's like, what time are we doing our running around on Sunday? I'm like, I don't know. I'm in a rush. Like, we'll take the dog out, do some running around. Mm-hmm. He's like, huh, so I can go golfing? <laughs> I was <Yeah>. like, fuck. <laughs> I loved Carl's thing today because I told Stu about it. I was like, yeah, Carl is like, he sent this funny video, blah, 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 whatever. And then it was about golfing. And then we just ripped on it. I, I almost felt bad. Did. I didn't. Um, you have to feel bad. You're marrying him. I'm not. <laughs> um and i told Stuart about it and Stuart was like i didn't even book it ryan booked it so like ryan booked it yeah, yeah. I was ryan like, so had Carl already booked shit. it yeah and i was like the only reason so why it's good booked. for ryan one of them one of them has their shit together the last time they couldn't even figure out who to book i booked it for them me did I'm, you yes the one that was time so fucking the, the friday where um Stuart asked what time like was talking to you about it and carl didn't book it yeah and then Stuart, i call i figured it out for them and i had to book it Jesus. for them you're nicer than i am yeah their next challenge is to book a doctor's appointment <laughs> that's not gonna happen <laughs> carl would rather die like yeah. literally <laughs> absolutely not gonna happen nope i uh we're gonna rip on carl some more because it's fun he doesn't listen so uh-huh. um, i finally got him into a family doctor a couple years ago and uh, we like booked our consult, like you know, your like introductory appointment. Yeah. Um, we booked that together. Doctors like asking about like my family history, and I had it like all like written out, ready to go. Like I got some history. He asked Carl, and Carl's like, "Yeah, no, we're all fairly healthy." I'm like, "No, do not lie to the man. You none of you go to the doctor. You don't yeah. know your family history. <laughs> like, <laughs> why are men like that? I don't know. <sighs> we pay for healthcare here. Like, like it's use like, it right." And it's like, oh, man, they would die without us. They really would. Literally. I book his dentist appointments. Mm-hmm. I fucking, uh, he calls me his secretary sometimes. I don't like that. Oh, I don't like don't that Don't like either. it. No. Mm-mm. You don't get paid Mm-mm. enough for that. I certainly don't. <laughs> no. Aw, <laughs> oh, poor Carl. Um, yeah. Yeah, poor Carl. Poor Stu. Poor, nah, I don't feel bad for them at all. Not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> we're prizes truly <laughs> yeah totally 
clearly. Uh, what were we, we were talking about weekend? Anything exciting? Sleeping? Yeah, no, not. I have a car appointment Tuesday morning, and I oh, unfortunately have to stay at my parents to be able to do that. Oh God. So. <laughs> yeah. So, where do you, where do you sleep when you're there? Um, my sister's old room actually, because my sister has oh. my old room. So, my sister's old room is now River's like nap room. Oh. So there's a bed in there, so I just nap. I just sleep in there with Riv. Wild. Yeah, because I won't be that, able to. That like, should be. Drop that should my be car. fun. Yeah. <laughs> I can't drop my car and rev off and work all within. Yeah. Before 8 o'clock, it's not going to happen. So. Well, yeah. shit. And I'm not here to drive Stuart to work. So. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> he can't do it. But Stuart mentioned that. He's like, well, Holly. I was like, no, Holly's on vacation. He's like, oh, then I can't help you. And I was like, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know. <laughs> the So for, for backstory here, uh, Stuart, whenever he books a car at appointment, I usually pick him up because we work together. So I'll drive him to work. Um, but he's like habitually late. <laughs> like every and, uh, single day of his whole entire life. Yeah. Late. Like like late. And I am, if I'm not 15 minutes early, I'm late. Like I'm the polar opposite of Stuart. And uh, so one day I had a car appointment and I usually just do the shuttle because it's just easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but my car was ready at lunch one day and we were going for lunch. So I was like, do you mind like taking me to get my car? He's like, why didn't you ask me to meet you there this morning? I was like, because I want to be on time for work. Like- yeah, you're like, I'm not going to be late, bro. <laughs> Every time he like is so late, I'm like, you're going to like, you're going to be the reason why Holly dies. And he's like, why? I'm like, you're going to stress her out so bad because she's so late every single time. And it's so funny because I'm the only one that cares. Like, my boss never cares. But, like, there was one time where he didn't make it till the dealership till like, 845. And then he was like, can we stop at McDonald's? And I'm like, are you fucking with me right now? I, like, would, I hope you didn't. I hope you just kept driving. I did. I did. Oh, God. He bought me coffee, so it was even. Yeah. yeah, he's he's always late. We were actually – River had an appointment um, at um, – it was, like, uh, almost, like, an hour away from our house. Um, and we were actually there, like, 45 minutes early thanks to me because i told him the wrong i was gonna say it was because of you <laughs> i told him don't, the wrong don't give time Stuart any credit here no I, did you <laughs> yeah i told him an hour before the actual appointment i want to do that to my mom when when we finally like book a wedding and everything mm. like everybody else's invite's gonna say like 4 p.m and hers is gonna say 2 30 like. yeah like river's appointment was at 11 15 no it was at 10 15 according to Stuart. yeah and then when we were like we used to do that to your mom when we would catch the, the train to concerts and stuff too yeah yeah because I hate being late. I'm exactly like Holly. I hate, I hate it. I yeah. And I love that you knew that about me because I'm definitely like, and I try not to like rag on him because I know part of it is having a toddler and all that stuff. Like it's, you know, and he also, was late before that. You know what? You're not wrong. Like you rag on him. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm definitely like sitting in my car, like sweating, waiting for him. Like, oh, where is like he? you're texting your boss. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody even cares. It's just me. Yeah but um i get it that's it man this is a random ramble to start the episode yeah totally i got a river to eat broccoli when, uh, this is a funny oh, story yeah. yeah so naturally river doesn't eat his greens duh um what child does i know and um so we went to the zoo on yesterday and uh because we had the afternoon off and there was a gorilla and 
he was eating, was he eating this, greens yeah he was eating this big long like bamboo looking grainy th- i don't know what it was he was just eating it and i was like see he eats his broccoli <laughs> and then he gets home and he's like i want broccoli so now oh we, had, we had broccoli last night for dinner we had broccoli tonight for dinner and it's because the gorilla eats broccoli now that river eats broccoli. that's the cutest thing i've ever heard yeah you should just play a whole bunch of like animal videos on youtube like carrots or rabbits eating carrots yeah. and like stuff like that yeah so if you're having see, a hard the time sloth does it yeah right and he'll do it so if you're having a hard time feeding your kids greens try that take him to the zoo yeah it works that's so cute yeah so and every time he eats the broccoli he says gorilla so he what he says gorilla says (laughs) what a guy he's such a character yeah but that's all i I fucking love broccoli that's like my favorite veggie i know I'm exactly like Riv. I don't like like peas. Absolutely not. I will never peas eat peas. Are pea disgusting. Yeah, peas no, are gross. gross. Broccoli, I eat because it's healthy, but like I need to put like a lot of seasoning on it to be able to like, yeah. actually eat it. That's me. I don't like bell peppers, but they're like one of the like better. Like they're so high in vitamin C and stuff. So mm-hmm. I like just hide them. So when I first, um, I used to eat like a trash can, and when I was like late late teens early 20s i was like hmm that's probably not good so i tried to like start eating vegetables and stuff. i would literally like you know how you like grate things into foods for toddlers mm-hmm. i would do that to myself i would like grate bell peppers into yeah. like pasta sauce or something yeah you gotta do and then, you gotta like, do you know the chunks slowly got yeah. bigger and bigger and like like i'll eat them now but they're still not like my fave but i'm like i gotta keep the body running i'm 30 <laughs> <laughs> see i love like like red and orange peppers i do not I cannot stomach green pepper. Can't do it. I, do, I honestly don't like any of them. I just, I don't know. You know what's really gross? When you like cook them too long and the skin starts falling off. Like, <laughs> So gross. I hate overcooked vegetables in general. Asparagus and broccoli, if you overcook oh, it, no. like just, mm-mm. mm-mm. No. Absolutely not. No. Welcome this is like cooking hour. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> we're channeling our inner guy, Fieri, Fieri, Fieri. 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 I was close. Yeah not even close God but bless close him. yeah did i tell you i got a mug signed by him what cassandra went to las vegas uh for like a quasi honeymoon thing and she went to his restaurant and they have mugs that he like signed in advance and she got one for me i love <laughs> you that. know where i put it for now my mother's fine china cabinet <laughs> stop it it's the best spot for it that's but like it's, the, it was honestly like the the coolest thing. I was like, "You're fucking with me!" <laughs> like that is and amazing. The, so I don't know how legit it is, but the staff says he literally comes in like once, like a, a every couple months, kind of thing, and like signs a bunch and puts them up in the stock <sighs> and everything. I love him. I love him so much. <laughs> what a gem! That's you're so lucky. I feel very lucky. I love it. Did she I'll go let you touch it next time you're here? <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, no, I'll probably break it. I'll just look at it. <laughs> um did she go to like zach bagan stuff is she into that kind of thing uh no i don't think she's into that kind of stuff i forget what she all told me she did she did that they did like a magic show um boring i don't remember it was it was november she went so it was a while ago oh fuck that was so long ago yeah i don't remember what i did last week let alone november fuck i don't remember what i did this morning so fair (laughs) absolutely fair Okay. Shall we get into the episode? I think, have you guys heard enough about our lives? We should do an episode once where it's just us fucking doing this for like 40 minutes. <laughs> they would probably not listen. It'll be our lowest downloaded episode of all right. time. <laughs> it's just like our moms downloading it. Oh my God. <laughs> I think even that's being generous. I know it is. It totally is. Um, 
so we're going to talk about the Mather Walls house. Uh, so this house is located in, oh, I didn't fucking look it up how to say it. <laughs> Kewatin, I think, which is in Kenora, Ontario. Um, so John Mather uh, emigrated to Canada in 1857 and he ended up doing pretty well for himself. He was like a postmaster and the school board chairman. He found or he formed a, a lumber company called the Kewatin Lumbering and Manufacturing Company in which he had like um, three like literally almost identical homes built in 1889 the first and the third houses have changed dramatically over the years they're still there um mm-hmm. but the people who own them just just changed them completely them. yeah um but the second house which is the house we are going to be talking about um it was originally the home for john's son david and this home was state has stayed true to what it is um to when it was built which is kind of nice i'm already out of breath like how does this happen (laughs) it's really funny things are hard we were just talking about to holly saying i have to start like my workouts again and uh, this (laughs) This is is your workout (laughs) because i can't fucking breathe after like three sentences um so the house is a wooden home it was built in what they call like the queen anne style um i don't know i think it's ugly but whatever (laughs) hold on i'm gonna google queen anne house yeah or just look up the mather walls house it's okay. like, it's How yellow. M A T H. Yeah. Oh shit! I did pretty good. It's like yellow and like, um, like yeah. ready and like, I don't know. I just don't. Find I feel it like nice if looking. it was a different color, I would like it. I think it's just the. It looks like a school portable. Yeah. On the exactly. Maybe it's like PTSD from school. That's what it is. <laughs> from that time you broke the blinds. <laughs> yeah, you fucking broke them, Holly. Don't even start with me. <laughs> um. Uh, but in uh, 1906, the home was purchased by John Walls, who was the foreman at the local mill. And the mill was actually owned by the Mathers. Um, once John Walls passed away, I believe it was his daughter, who um, her name was Margaret Edna Walls, passed the home onto the Ontario Heritage Trust, which happened in 1975. Apparently, she just got like too old to maintain the home. And um, so between 1975 and 1984, they did a restoration to the full site just to maintain the building. So they wanted mm. to keep it as true as possible. Um, I'm not sure if Edna like literally sold it to them or just donated the home. But either way, it's now owned by this trust. Um, the Lake of Woods Historical Society has operated the Mather Walls House since 1985 under contract with the Heritage Trust. So they do like tours, they hold like meetings, community parties. Um, it's also a museum which displays a lot of like the Walls family um, items such as like pictures, furniture, all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. Um, so now this is pretty much all the history we have on the home. The Mathers were like a rich family and the Walls ended up being the same. Um, your typical old white family i guess um (laughs) uh the only history i could find on the walls family um was their son james ended up committing suicide but he was living in bc at the time um so it didn't happen in the home but apparently after his suicide um his room was completely boarded up and it didn't get unbordered until that restoration happened oh weird yeah so is it it just like the parents didn't want to look at it kind of thing i guess so yeah i don't I don't know. And I, I was watching a video and it didn't explain what the fuck. Like, so apparently there was like an exorcism done in the home. And this person said that and didn't explain any further. Like, didn't say <laughs> who, who, what family just did left it. left us hanging at like the best part. <laughs> yeah. I was on YouTube for like three hours trying to figure out what the fuck happened. And like, there's no reports on it. 
it, I only heard it in this video. So, so I was you don't like, know if it was like the family that did it or. Yeah. Or if it even happened. I don't know. But. um. So there may or may not have been a demon. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so Bronn and Bryant, she was um, working at the museum in the Mather Walls home between 2016 and 2018 um, and had plenty of weird experiences in the home. Uh, she said she would hear footsteps walking across the floor above her. Doors would open and close by themselves. And she said that she knew the home was very odd, but it happened so often to her that it felt like there was something there. Um, there was one incident where she was alone in the music room. And in the room, there's like a rocking chair that's actually like original to the home. And the chair just started rocking back and forth. Nope. Yeah. She said the AC wasn't on. There was no windows that were open. She just apparently flat out screamed. And I was like, I would too. (laughs) I felt that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that's one of like the, one of the stories. Uh, Liz Vizzer, she is the daughter of the former caretaker. Um, They were, um, so her her dad was also president of the Lakewoods Historical Society at one point. So um, that's how she, that's like, so he was a caretaker and then became president. So that's how they ended up staying in the home for so long. Um, so even her dad said the home was haunted and he was supposed to be like a kind of like a skeptic. Um, yeah. Liz said you would like get cold air hit as you like walk into the kitchen. Um, like I said, she said her dad was a skeptic, but there was a few things that happened that made him kind of like a believer. Apparently there was one night where the piano just started playing by itself. Um, mm. He said it was like very out of tune. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just shading the poor ghost. Yeah, right. <laughs> like just tune your fucking piano. Um, Liz said in 2003, she was um, organizing the upstairs office. Um, Her dad took off for a few hours. And at one point she heard some like commotion going on in the hallway. And then she heard someone walking towards the office. She went to go check and didn't like see anybody. Um, She then heard another noise that sounded like someone was like rummaging, like rummaging through items. Yeah. Her dad returned to the house like an hour or two later and said that when she like asked him about it, um, she said that he said that he like locked the door when he left so she was like alone when this happened so there was no one in that house yeah um there's also a basement in the home where people have been locked in with like no explanation like people that work there uh chairs will go missing or moved out of place there's a piano stool that always gets like wound to the top you know those stools that you wind up to get taller um so and then employees will like wheel it back down and then like the next day will come back all the way up to the top which makes me think of like a kid ghost for some reason like that seems something like a like a kid would do as a prank yup so in 2009 the heritage society had a psychic visit the home and that psychic said there was a few spirits of young children in the home ding 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 ding. yeah (laughs) as well as the older woman so like you said that would like that kind of stuff happens that's just like fun play for them and then like the running around and hearing footsteps would totally be caused by kids yeah totally um so that's all i have on this house and they do like um they do like selective tours they only do about two of them so it's not like a huge like haunting tour that you do they try to do it like around halloween kind of thing yeah Yeah. they do and they so they open they have like um a certain amount of people can go they only have about two of them and so when you go, you get to see rooms that they don't have open in the museum and they give oh. you like more of a backstory, which is like really interesting because not many places do that. But yeah, yeah. But they have like they host weddings there and stuff, too. Um, can you imagine? Yeah, there we go, Holly. But that you can't. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. 
we found holly's uh a wedding venue, wedding venue. <laughs> yeah but i just think it's so wild that there's like i even looked up like the family history and like so there's only been two families that have been in this home the mather home or the mathers and then the walls and that's it but there's so, no like reports of anything happening no no reports do, is, do you think it's one of those situations where it's on a burial ground or something it could be definitely could I feel be. like that's always it when when there's nothing sketchy like going on in the families it's always the answer and like he, secret burial ground yeah and the first guy owned like the mills and stuff like that and like i'm sure he was probably not the nicest person in the world or if he yeah. was like hated by some people so who knows yeah. right especially in that time so it's wild it sounds so fucking creepy it looks creepy like it, I it looks yeah, so fucking creepy it needs to be a different color you know those homes that are in like salem yes i almost want it to look more like that like it's almost there but then like they didn't it's quite the nail yellow. it it's the yeah yellow. yeah it's the yellow i don't like yellow. well that's unsettling yeah i don't like it but it's a creepy fucking house and it's in ontario so i think we should go how far away is kenora hold on i have no bloody idea to the googles it can't be that far i don't think I feel like it's Ottawa way. I think so. Directions. From my location. No? My location. You guys are going on this Google quest with me. <laughs> well, her- what? Google Maps? Does not- it won't let me use my location for some reason. Please hold. This is very serious, you guys. We need to know where we're going. <laughs> Wait, actually, no, it's far. What really? the fuck? It's it's a 19-hour drive. Like, it's almost in Winnipeg. What? Really? What? I Why did I think it was Ottawa way? So did I. Oh, maybe I'm thinking Canada. Oh, yeah. Shit. I mean, like, we could still do it. Well, it's even past, like, fucking Thunder Bay. It's past Thunder Bay. Like, it's almost, it's literally bordering Winnipeg. Oh, my God. Past if you Sioux Lookout, past if, Dryden. If you zoom out, Soul St. Marie. <laughs> Wait, <Way> past <laughs> that. Oh, my God. Okay. And that's, like, an eight-hour drive to the Sioux. Oof. So, like, we could do it one day. We just got to plan better. <laughs> we need, like, a whole week. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, we should do that. We should stop at a whole bunch of haunted stuff because, like, all of the small towns up, like, all the way up are all old and, like, yeah. decrepit. And it sounds lovely. Big-ass road trip. You know what we should do? We should rent an RV. <gasps> oh, my God. Yes. The spooky tour. Oh, my God. My battery's at 20%. We're going to have to power through this. Oh, God. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> Actually, no. I got a new phone, so it might be a little bit better. Um, so we're going to get into mine now. Um, before we get into the actual episode, we have another Alex Murdoff update um first off i'm every time we put out an episode there's mm-hmm. an update like the next day of so course. this this update came out after our last episode came out so i'm technically two weeks late but i promised everybody i would give updates so i'm going to keep my promise um so as as we know the murdoch's housekeeper gloria satterfield suffered a quote fatal trip and fall at the murdoch home back in 2019 um this is the one where uh alex like screwed the family and like stole their money and like somehow sued himself kind of thing yeah um so a lawsuit is underway in regards to that and uh in a weird attempt to defend himself against his latest legal troubles alex made a confession he says that he he lied about how gloria died so that he would be able to um i don't know how i type that he uh 
Oh, I see. Okay. So he lied about how she died so that he'd be able to take over the wrongful death suit and like get the money from her family. Um, he didn't say how she actually died. He just said that he lied about how she died. Um, so at the time he alleged that Gloria had tripped over one of the family dogs and fell down the front steps of the home. Um, Earlier this month, like two weeks ago when this came out, he said that that never happened. He said that the dogs weren't even around at the time, so they wouldn't have been there for her to trip over. How dare he blame the dogs like that, first of all. (laughs) Um, So he, uh, her death had to appear accidental in order to file a wrongful death claim. So he says he made the story up, but like I said, he didn't disclose what actually happened. But I think we all know what actually happened. It's sounding a little bit like he pushed her down the stairs to me. Yeah, probably. Um, That's probably exactly Allegedly. Um, so that's that's the update. He made a statement saying um, that's not how she died, but like I didn't do it, essentially. <laughs> so um, I'll keep you updated uh, if anything else comes from that. But it sounds like another murder charge is uh, in the cards for him. That's fucking um, insane. Like, if you know how she didn't die, then how do you know how she died? You know what I mean? So it's like... And it sounds like he... Like, I can't confirm this, but from what I read, it sounds like he was, like, the only one home at the time. So, like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Let's just add up these cards right now. So, so um, I expect there to be another bombshell next week or tomorrow when when we're done recording. There will be a bombshell. I was going to say tomorrow. Um, it's going to come out. Yeah. So I'll keep you up to date in two weeks. Yeah. Um, oh, you can take this out. But that reminds me. I have a dentist appointment the day the next day we're supposed to record. And it's at 7 p.m. Ew. I'm going to try to move it. But like I just I might be a little bit later. I should be back by like 830. But just in case. I mean, worst case, we can always do it another day. Fair. Also I wouldn't that. rearrange it. I just, I also don't want to go at 7 p.m. I don't know why I booked that. So I'll oh, let fair. you know what ends up happening. <laughs> you just fall asleep in the chair. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> the best nap I'll ever get. Um, so yeah, you can take that out if you want. I just didn't want to forget to tell you. Um, so now on to the actual case. So I chirped and yelled all the time for only covering cases from Ireland. Uh, so I figured it was my turn to visit the homeland. Yay. Um, today I'm going to tell you guys about the Ireland vi- Vanishing Triangle. Um, so at first this kind of sounds like the Bermuda Um, Triangle or the Alaskan Triangle but there are no water aliens or unexplained uh, airplane disappearances here sorry to burst your bubble just leprechauns Um, just leprechauns Um, so this is actually a term that the media came up with, uh, after several women all went missing within an 80 mile radius of Dublin. Um, so they, they, the way like the towns were, are in the shape of a triangle. So Mm -hmm. that's why they came up with that. Okay. Uh, but there was no like mystical forces. Like they were all just, I don't want to say regular disappearances, but, um, so some people believe that the same serial killer took all eight women. Some think it could have been more than one serial killer. Uh, and some think the, the whole thing was just a tragic coincidence. Um, so there were some similarities in all of the cases. First and foremost, each crime scene had absolutely zero evidence. There was no DNA. There was no, that being said, some of them were like, uh, I want to say late eighties, early nineties. Where is it? The first, so 1993. So DNA and stuff was still relatively new, but there was no clues on any of the crime scenes. That's Um, wild. Uh, and all eight of the victims were women. Uh, they were all reported to be, quote, in good spirits before their disappearances, a.k.a. they didn't, like, run away or harm themselves or anything. Um, they Their ages ranged from 17 to 39, and they were all described as, quote, young and attractive. Um, I'm also going to point out that none of these women were ever found. Um, well, so so while just they, the crime scenes, not actual 
physical bodies found yeah so a lot of them were like reported missing etc etc but nobody was ever found um so while they did have all of that in common there were enough differences to sway police away from the idea of a single serial killer um so we're gonna dive a little bit into each case to point out some of the differences um I did a super shortened version. There's tons of like blogs and videos and stuff on this. If you want to get a deep dive into every case, like it is plentiful out there. So I'm just going to do like a skim over of each case. Um, So the first victim was 27 year old Annie McCarrick. Uh, She disappeared on March 16th, 1993. She was an American citizen, but had moved to Ireland to study at Maynooth University um the day she disappeared annie told her friends she would be spending the day in the wicklow mountains which are stunning by the way uh please so look them pretty up if you have you seen them, seen them they, they yeah. were so pretty um so she was captured on security footage at 3 p.m that day at her bank and then again at 3 40 p.m on the bus heading to the mountains and it's funny that you were talking about me being stressed out about being late because when i read that the first time i'm like who starts a hike at 3 p.m like i'm up at like 5 a.m if i'm going hiking <laughs> right um but <laughs> my so day's she almost was, over by that time yeah <laughs> so she was uh seen on uh like bus footage heading to the mountains at 3 40 p.m uh she was dressed for a hike so we can assume that what she told her friends about uh like exploring the mountains was true um so it's not like she said she was going there and went somewhere else like she was dressed to be hiking there um the next day annie was supposed to be hosting a dinner for a couple of friends when they arrived they realized annie had not come home she was reported missing but was never found uh her parents flew in from new york to assist in the search but left after six months believing that their daughter was dead um victim number two was 39 year old eva brennan from rathgar county which is a suburb of dublin um i'm also gonna apologize in advance i did not look up any of the pronunciations you're doing great Um, so far Luckily, that name did not come up. Siobhan? Siobhan? Yeah. That one wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, I said it anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She disappeared on July 25th, 1993. She was last seen at her parents' house where she'd gone for dinner that night. Um, So the family did get into an argument that night and Eva stormed out. Uh, The family was close. So the parents figured she would hear from or they would hear from her uh, like when she got home. But after two days had passed, they started to worry. They went to her apartment, but it looks as though it looked as though Eva had never made it home that night. Uh, They reported her missing, but due to her age and the fact that they'd gotten into a fight recently, the investigation was off to like a super slow start. Uh, The police basically said, like, she's an adult and she's mad at you. So, like, just wait and see if she comes back. Nice Um, police work. Oh, man. They're A+. Um, When the investigation finally began, the police had declared that Eva must have gone off to commit suicide, but her family would not accept that. Uh, They think that Eva would have left them a note or some some sort of clue as to what she was doing. Um, So Eva did have some mental health issues, like, previously, but like leading up to her death they said that she was in good spirits there was no indication that that was going to happen they just got into like like a petty argument Mm -hmm. kind of thing so like they they didn't believe that theory um also her body was never found to confirm a cause of death so to just say oh she must have killed herself is just kind of like out of pocket i think yeah you can't Um, say it so the uh, the next victim was 22 year old imelda keenan who vanished on january 3rd 1994 she left her home uh, like that same day, January 3rd, and she was located just southwest of Wicklow Mountain. Um, so mm. she told her boyfriend, Mark, Wa- Mark Wall, that she was heading to the post office, but she never came home. 
Uh, while there were no physical clues that would explain her disappearance, there were a few strange factors that, to me, uh, in this case, spell out that the boyfriend did it. Uh, so first off, January 3rd was a bank holiday, which means the post office would have been closed. Weird. Why is she going to the post office if it was closed? Yeah. Um, she was officially reported missing mm-hmm. on January 4th by her brother, but she had been missing for a while before that, according to her family. So she was supposed to attend family Christmas on December 23rd, but she never showed up. So Mark never reported she could have been, her missing. Yeah, I was going to say she's gone for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Mark never reported her missing, but was allegedly the last person to see her before she took off for the post office, which was closed. Um, Interesting. So it kind of sounds like a little bit of a lie. Uh, her purse, her personal belongings, and Christmas gifts she had bought for her family were all still found in the imp- apartment. So Mark was questioned by the police. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Mark was questioned by the police, but for some reason they cleared him of any suspicions. I am still suspicious. Yeah. Um, great police work. So moving on to 21-year-old Jojo Dullard of Callan Kilkenny, which is like another suburb of Dublin. <laughs> she vanished on November 9th, 1995. She had just moved to Kilkenny. Kilkenny from Dublin, but went back that day to pick up her last paycheck from her old job. Uh, she had a few hours to kill before her bus home arrived, so she went to the pub to wait. Um, she lost track of time, though, and ended up missing her bus. Uh, she could have stayed in Dublin, but for some reason, she t- decided to take another bus that went to, I didn't look this up, Nas Kildare, which was 65 miles away from her home. She what? got off the bus and hitchhiked a ride to Moon, which I want to go to Moon. That one sounds nice. Um, where she called her friend from a payphone around 1130 p.m. She cut her friend off mid-call to tell her a car was pulling up uh, and she hung up and was never heard from again. So we're assuming whoever was in that car took her. Um, That's terrifying. Fiona Pender was 25 years old when she went missing on August 23rd, 1996. Uh, Poor Fiona was seven months pregnant at the time, (sighs) and she was last seen leaving her apartment that she shared with her boyfriend. Uh, Just like the other women, she was never found. But in 2005, a chilling discovery was made. So a hiker was exploring the Sleeve Bloom Mountains uh, when they came upon a small wooden cross with... Quote, Fiona Pender, buried here, August 22nd, 1996, written on it in black marker. Uh, he immediately alerted the police and extensive search began, but her body was never recovered. So some people question whether the whole thing was like a prank, like someone just put the cross there as like a, you know, like a creepy urgent le- yeah. legend thing. Um, but police believe the cross really was a clue and continued to dig throughout the mountains, but nothing else was ever found. Like they, I can't remember the exact radius they dug up but they brought in like a whole team and dug up a bunch and nothing was ever found that gave Um, me like shivers yeah i didn't like that um the sixth woman to disappear from the vanishing triangle was 17 year old sierra breen uh she disappeared on february 13th 1997 she uh was watching tv with her mom and went to bed around 12 25 a.m at 2 a.m sierra's mom got up to use the washroom and noticed sierra was not in her bed uh, she called the police and filed a report, uh, but uh, I guess she like called Sierra's friends in the meantime, and they insisted that she just snuck out, and they did it all the time. She'll be home soon kind of thing, which, like, what a way to find out your kid's been sneaking out on you. Right. Um, the one time you find out is the one time she doesn't come home. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, police did find a window open in the downstairs area, and Sierra's personal belongings were all still in her room, which indicated to them that she was planning on coming back home, uh, but she never did. And again, no clues as to where she could have gone. But also, like, um, if you're, like, l- like sneaking out, you would take your stuff... You know what I mean? Like you, you would at least take like a, a bag like a or backpack yeah. or like something. And like, would one of your friends not be with you? Like all yeah. of your friends are like, yeah, she'll be home. But it's like, but you're not with her. Who's, who's she with? Yeah. Like what? Like, I feel like I know all of your friends and you know, you know yourself. So yeah, for my, like my friends, because I only have one friend and <laughs> and like, if Danielle's would, not with Holly, then something's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, if she's not in her house and not with Holly, then someone call the cops. Yeah. Um, But, like, yeah, I, that one doesn't sit right with me when they're all yeah. just like, yeah, she just took off for the night. Like, no. With whom? Um, So there was actually an arrest in this case. Uh, the, the, <laughs> this is weird. The same guy was arrested several times for this case. Uh, So one of How their neighbors, a man named Liam Mueller, Mueller, uh, allegedly tried to talk to Sierra and her friends all the time, and he gave off like mad, creepy vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was arrested for her disappearance twice in 1999 and again in 2015, but was never formally charged due to lack of evidence. He died in 2017 at the age of 55. Wow. So I think with him, it was like he was older and like they're young teen girls, and he kind of like allegedly like hit on them okay. and stuff. So that was kind of why he was flagged. Um, I didn't look into like how he was arrested and released because again I'm just like skimming quickly, but especially that whatever he knew, yeah, whatever he knew uh, went with him when he died. Um, so the seventh victim was 19 year old Fiona Sinot, uh, who disappeared on February 8th, 1998. Fiona was a young first time mom to an 11 month old daughter, and she <laughs> lived with the baby's father, Sean Carroll. Uh, this case is another one that screams the boyfriend did it, in my opinion. So Fiona was out for a night with her friends and was being picked up by Sean. Uh, she had a good night by the sounds of things. And Sean decided to sleep on the couch after putting her to bed. Um, his mom was supposed to pick him up the next morning and bring him to her house where she was watching the baby. Okay. Um, so he said that's exactly what happened. He left the next morning, spent the day playing with his daughter at his mom's house. And when Sean returned home, Fiona was gone. Uh, police noticed something really strange when they arrived at the apartment. There were no items in the entire place that belonged to Fiona or their daughter. No clothes, no toys, no bottles, nothing that would indicate that they even lived there. What the um, fuck? So a little while into the investigation, a local farmer came to the police to tell them that he had found bags of clothes in his field and that some of the bags had Fiona's name on them. At the time, Fiona's disappearance was not publicized, so he just assumed someone was, like, dumping trash on his property, mm-hmm. uh, which he said happened, like, all the time. So he just burned the bags and whatever clues they had in them. Fucking uh, but then when the, the story came out, he's like, why do I remember that name? And he's like, oh, shit. I had garbage bags with her name on it. Oh, God. What a um, moron. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but, yeah. like... Ugh. I don't know. I just feel like if I found a whole bunch of clothes in a bag in my i don't know that wouldn't be the first thing i do would be to burn it um i um, actually have a funny story about that so someone dropped because we were always late putting our garbage out because you have to put it out by 7 a.m or whatever and someone drove by at like probably like 7 a.m this one i lived at my parents and dropped all their garbage off because they assumed we weren't putting garbage out yeah i dug through their garbage and found out whose garbage it was and called them and called her work i remember this yeah and was like come pick up I your fucking that. garbage and they picked up their garbage 
I love that. Yeah. We always at least ask, you know, totally. like our neighbors are usually pretty chill. You you ask and you wait till they have their because there's a limit. Like you can't put you all have four of your garbage out. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like common decency here. And it wasn't even like um, neighbors. Like they lived so far away from us, which was wild. really. Yeah. They lived like. That's fine. They lived pretty much north end. That's so wild. Well, At that rate, just like go behind Walmart and throw it in their dump. You know what right? I mean? Like, like come on. But so funny story. That's like, illegal. Don't do that. I, I didn't burn it. I found out who the fuck did it and called them. Yeah. That's what you do. You don't burn it. Do you all have the right right idea in mind? Hmm. Um, so the final victim of the vanishing triangle was 18-year-old. Oh, I didn't look this up. Deirdre. Deirdre. Jacob. Uh, she disappeared on July 28th, 1998. Uh, she was last seen walking to her parents' house. She had been visiting them while on break from school. So several witnesses reported seeing her on her parents' street, standing in the driveway just across the road from her house. It was in the middle of the day when she disappeared and everybody saw her, which makes her disappearance even more puzzling. Uh, just like the others, there were no clues and her body was never found. So the last time she was seen was just across the street from her parents' house. And somehow she vanished before she made it there. Um, wow. Like all, so, all of 10 steps. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, as I said earlier, there are several theories into what happened within the triangle. Uh, the first uh, theory was one serial, sorry, one singular serial killer. Um, and they actually had a, a suspect. So this man was named Larry Murphy. Uh, he was con- a convicted rapist and was sent to prison in 2001 for the kidnapping, assault, and attempted murder of a woman. Uh, strangely enough, the attack happened in the Wicklow Mountains, hmm. um, and hikers heard the struggle and swooped in and saved the woman before he could kill her. Um, so the police thought that he could be responsible for the disappearances of Deirdre Jacob, Jojo Dullard, and Annie McCarrick, but not all eight women. So they, they thought they could tie him to these three. Um, these three women actually lived and or disappeared in the same area that Larry was living at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, they weren't able to like formally tie it to him, but that was their best bet. Um, so Larry claims he has nothing to do with the vanishing triangle and there isn't any physical evidence to tie him to the cases either. Um, as the, <laughs> as the article from historic mysteries.com put it quote, he is just a terrible person. Yeah. Quote. <laughs> is um, he in jail now? Like, so as of 2001, I, uh, if he is still alive, yes. Cause I was thinking, I was like, well, the last kidnapping was 1998 and yeah. then, they've been happening he went every to jail in 2001 yeah That's so close so i'm like and then they stopped right so it's kind of yeah, like they did stop hmm. so it could it could possibly be him i never i didn't look at it that way hmm. that's actually yeah no um but they never like i said there was no evidence no nothing um yeah. i'm pretty sure he's dead now i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure he's Probably. dead now um so hope. Uh, many people believe this was the work of one or maybe even a couple of serial killers uh but the fbi believes this is actually really unlikely so according to them serial killings account for less than one percent of reported me- murders uh in any given year so to have one or two of this magnitude would be incredibly rare especially in you know one area um, so as I mentioned, the women didn't really have much in common and, and disappeared under various circumstances. Uh, so it is true that not all serial killers have a type, yeah. um, that they go for. Uh, but these victims were kind of all over the place. There was a young mother, a young mother to be, some were teenagers. One was almost 40. Uh, they all looked different too. They had different body types, different hair colors. So to the FBI, it just didn't make sense that they were all the target of one person. Like they just deemed it too random. 
See, I don't um, like that because like stats every single day change and it's true and there's always outliers yeah and who's to say that the person's target isn't just like an easy target women in general yeah yeah like yeah no that's true they're opportunistic killers i think is what they're called um so i think it's possible that one person could be responsible for some but um i i I ended this by saying i think it was just a horrible coincidence that these women all vanished from the same area Mm -hmm. um so I do, like I said, I do think some could be tied, but like I'm convinced the two sketchy boyfriends of Fiona and Imelda were involved in their disappearances. Like they're, I was gonna say those they two. were too sketchy. Yeah. Um. But I do like the the one serial killer that went to jail already. Like I or he wasn't sorry he wasn't a serial killer he was a serial rapist. Um. I think he could be tied to some of the cases. And like you said, there was a slight pattern there in terms of like timeline and like there are opportunistic killings. Uh. But I don't think all eight were by the same person yeah um, i agree with that whatever whatever the case is i can't imagine the families waiting all these years with no answers so i hope i hope closure does come someday i don't really see it happening because it's just like there's nothing to go on for any of these cases but it would be nice to get some closure totally and at least to have like like know where your daughter is you know yeah and like so some people I don't, but some people like having like a tombstone to go to, you know what I mean? Like a Mm. place to go talk to them and like they just don't have that, you know? Yeah, definitely. That is That is the Ireland vanishing triangle. I agree with you. I don't think those two, I think the boyfriends might have had something to do with it, but the six others, it's kind of like you don't have an explanation and they're kind of all similar where there's nothing, like there's literally nothing. Yeah, no clues, no nothing. And then that guy going to jail in 2001, it's kind of like, hmm. And I think it, I think it's odd that like the attack that he was arrested for took place literally where the one woman mm-hmm. was hiking. Yeah. Uh, and then another woman lived just like, uh, was it south of there? Near there. So I don't know. I think he could be tied. I think they need to work a little harder on that. Totally. And now that the, like, I'm assuming that these weird killings have stopped after that. Yeah. Well, so either that was him or the person died. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there was uh that was my trip to Ireland. I liked it. Well, I, I mean, I didn't like one. it, but like I like Ireland. <laughs> 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 I honestly spent so long looking at the mountains cuz like, hmm, I didn't know Ireland had mountains. Let me see what they look like. <laughs> oh god, they're so pretty. Do you remember that one time yeah. I was like really drunk and I was like, I am Google mapping the streets of Ireland and then I found like fluffy cows. Yeah, the sheep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's great. I do remember that. <laughs> what are you doing? And that's how I'm spending nights? the rest of my night. Totally. Um, that's it. Do you want to be our friend? Yeah, come tell us your theories because that's a very interesting case. And it's sad that they're, none of them are solved. That's like the bummer about it. Um, yeah, and like I didn't go super into it, but the the police fumbled the bag on literally every single case. So like, are we surprised? No, are we surprised? No um but yeah come chat with us about it our instagram is a spooky era podcast the twitter is hold on a check i got a, i got a yawn we're keeping you awake yeah uh at no a spooky hour at spooky hour i don't know our twitter is something and the email is the spooky era podcast 666 at gmail.com if you guys don't follow us by now then just rude my, my yawn <laughs> fucked me up i usually have it in my head and i don't know <laughs> Oh, God. Thanks for listening. Happy holiday Monday for those who have May the holiday four? off. Is it a Labor Day weekend? Yeah. May 2-4? No, know. this is no, it's literally uh, what is it, Victoria Day or something? 
Right. Who's I don't Victoria? know. It's a, it's a free day off. Who's Victoria? Uh, one of the, Queen Victoria. I think she was Queen Elizabeth's mom. I think. I think that's right. Oh, I don't know. Did you hear that we're Hold getting on. like Charles on all of our money now? Yes. <laughs> someone uh, someone it. retweeted it and they're like, can we just get fucking geese back on our bills? And I was like, yo, those right? were the good days. Do you remember when the, the uh, $5 bill came out and it was hockey? Yeah. Yeah. I have that one still. Are we still recording? Yeah, we're still recording. Okay. I was honestly just looking up who... Oh, Queen Elizabeth is Victoria's great-great-granddaughter. So we're... Wow. What? Why does she need a day? I mean, I'm grateful for a day off, but what? Can't we just name it something else? <laughs> we did. It's called the Me Too Fork. Yeah. <laughs> hey. hey. Look at us go. Why are we even a part uh, of this? Stay like, spooky, friends. Yeah, stay spooky. Bye. 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 <laughs>